Brought to you in association with ThinkGeek. Stuff for smart masses. Broadcasting all over the world from cinemageekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. With Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, Glenn Bove and Cody Kelly. time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 69, this week brought to you, as it is always, by the fine folks over at thinkgeek.com, stuff for smart masses. Uh, start your journey to geekdom by going to cinemageekly.com and clicking that Think Geek banner and do all of your nerdy shopping uh, through that banner, because uh, when you do, Think Geek sends 7% of your purchase right back to us, and of course... I think we would be we would be remiss in our duties if we did not start off the podcast by uh, by wishing all of the listeners uh, a happy Fourth of May. May the Fourth be with you, of course. I think is the proper greeting. Am I wrong on that? No, sir. You are correct. That's it's fucking Star Wars Day. I'm mad as a Star Trek fan that we do not have a day. Star Wars Star Wars gets a fucking day, even with those prequel fucking movies. Come on, like I, like I was telling you guys on Facebook, if you watch using the machete order, it's very good. Okay, so what's the machete order for Star Wars? You watch four and five, and then you watch two and three as a flashback, and then you watch six. You skip number one entirely. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good. That's not that's not bad. That's not too. Bad. No, it, it's amazing. Like it's so good. Like way less Jar Jar. Like you do get fucking Hayden Christensen still, but I mean, eh, what are you gonna? You know, you, you pick your battles. Okay, so that's that's uh that's Aaron. He's doing well. Cody, how are you doing on this fine Star Wars day? I am doing fantastic. Excellent. So, to, oh, go ahead. Today go ahead. is sorry. Today is Star Wars Day, and yesterday was Free Comic Book Day. So uh, there you go, man. Absolutely, it's a it's a fucking it's a fucking geek weekend, a geek end, if you will. Uh, Glenn, how is it going for you, sir? Uh, uh, like Cody said, damn good weekend. Yes, indubitably. Well, you know what? There's the um. I think the the high point of the week was probably like right off the bat from last week. I want to say, uh, and uh, it was the uh, the Star Wars Episode Seven cast reveal, uh, and it was uh, to say the least crazy. Um, I I did not expect the the sheer number of people I really like to be in this movie, but they had a ton. Uh, Aaron, you were the one who, uh, who, who first got a hold of this from the Star Wars website and put it up on the, on the Facebook page. Do you got any, uh, any thoughts on what they revealed, uh, cast wise outside of what we already guessed? Obviously they, they confirmed Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew and Kenny Baker. I think everybody kind of assumed all of that was going to happen. Uh, yep. what about the new cast? Uh, Love it. announced. Love it. It's uh, going to be just. Oh my god, I, I can't wait! Like, oh, the, I'm just so amped for this. Like, John Boyega, obviously, we know he's going to be a Jedi. Uh, for anyone who's seen Attack the Block, like, you know, you know, he's, he's already a Jedi. Already, pretty based much. The, yeah. Based on Attack the Block, yeah. Um, John, yeah, John Boyega is awesome. Uh, Adam Driver, who's um, he's going to be a Sith, probably best known from what that girl show on HBO. Yeah, I think yeah. He, I think he may have been in something else too, but I'm not sure. Oscar Isaac. Who was uh, just in uh, God? What was that? It was uh, the the Lewin Davis picture, right? That got yep. uh, all of the all of the Oscar buzz, uh, and also uh, well known for being in a picture with our very own Dan O'Neill as a picture with Oscar Isaac on his Facebook page. <laughs> uh, uh, Max von Sydow, of course, is in, and he's awesome. Andy Serkis was announced as participating in this film. And I am fucking Jack. I don't care what he's doing. It's going to be no. great, whatever it is. Yeah, that, that guy's awesome in anything he does. I don't I don't care. I don't, Aaron, I don't, I could be stepping on toes here. I don't know. Any of you guys, I could be stepping on toes. I I would not care if Andy Serkis was attempting to play a badass Jedi Jar Jar Binks in this movie. He would make it work somehow. I don't know how he would. 
he would do it. I don't know how, but he would fucking do it somehow. See, uh, if you'd have just said Gungan, I'd have given you that, but Jar Jar just, he that, could do that just it. puts the taint on it. He could do it. He could do like an old grizzled Jar Jar that's learned the, the errors oh of God. his ways. <laughs> no? Maybe if he drops an F-bomb, like in his first little Misa statement, you oh. know, then it'd be a bit badass, but... Well, yeah, I'm a big Andy Circus fan, but just no Jar Jar. But yeah, it's uh, I can't imagine they'd be so dumb as to even consider bringing it up. In the, right, and, and Domhnall Gleeson. I mean, so you know, he's going to be one of the Skywalker solo kids. I mean, there's just oh, there's oh, just so much potential with this. And of course, Daisy Ridley uh, as well. Who, um, if you're to judge by the the photo, uh, Glenn, did you? I'm sure you guys, Glenn and Cody, did you guys seen the photo? Uh, that they they posted with the whole cast uh, kind of looked like they were maybe setting up for a maybe a table read or maybe it was just a fucking uh, photo op. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's definitely gonna be a solo. Uh, yeah, Ridley was sitting in between Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, uh, and even though they said, I think they implicitly said that they're not going to be uh, drawing from the expanded universe. Um, in the right. expanded universe, uh, there there is a solo daughter. I believe so. There's uh, twins, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's a so, boy. Yeah. It's a boy and a girl, and then they have a younger brother named Anakin. Well, thank God they're not going to bring that shit back. <laughs> a, we don't need another Anakin in Star Wars for sure. There's a bad Annie. taste in our mouth from the last one. Yeah. Uh, you would not be smiling to see him, sir. If Anakin, <laughs> no, <does. laughs> no. Unless uh, maybe like a Banta is shitting him out. Glenn, uh, what did you think of the cast announcement? Uh, what's the? I mean, basically, they didn't really announce who anybody is playing, but just what do you think of the talent they have lined up for the movie? Um, I want to have Adam Driver's agent because this guy has been rumored for almost every single blockbuster movie in like the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I mean, he's good. I've seen a little bit of Girls, and he's good in it. But it's just weird that he's been tied to all these things. Uh, same thing. I mean, Andy Zirkus is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a like you read, see the cast, it all kind of makes sense. Like none of it's like something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's just a bunch of different people they never thought you'd ever see work together. Right. So with this, it kind of seems like they'll gel, and you know, J.J. Abrams, you know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, obviously, Cody, there's been some uh. Uh, there's been a bit of hullabaloo around the announcement of the cast as well, because it's not just the cast that was announced, but uh, a lot of people immediately jumped on the fact that there is there is one black guy in this movie, and outside of Carrie Fisher, there is one woman in this movie. Um, is is this something like that uh, is 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 worthy of of outrage, or what's your stance on on that? Because that's certainly been I've seen that everywhere. They're like, only one woman is in this movie. There was only two in, in in the first couple, right? Yeah, and I think I think Lando was the only black guy in the first or in the original, if I remember yeah. right. And you got and you got Mace Windu was the only black oh, yep. guy in the uh, the prequels. Yep. Uh, I mean, had, uh, Amidala was the only woman in the uh, the prequels as well. Really, that was a uh, you know of any a main focus. Right. <laughs> I said of substance, but that's really a bad term to use given the performances in those films. Not much substance there. You're right. Well, it, it was a substance. It was shit, but shit's <laughs> a substance. Uh, yeah, that is true. Um, Cody, what do you? Um, so, what do you think of the cast, though? Uh, out outside of the controversy of it being uh, male dominant, a fucking sausage party to say the least. <laughs> well, I, I kind of feel bad because I don't really know anybody that was announced other than like the originals and Annie Circus. Um, I guess the only thing that I would have hoped for extra would be that Lando, Billy D. Is that his name? Billy D. Williams? Yeah, Billy D. Billy Williams. D. Williams. Sir Billy, Billy D. Williams. Goddamn Williams. <laughs> Sir Billy D. Goddamn Williams. Sir. I, w- I would have liked to have seen him come back, but. I think he'll be think back. There's way too much kind of old, again, you know, against not bringing him in. Yeah. Um, he may He may show up. I don't know. But, I mean. Uh, you, you know, because you want to say like, oh, well, he was relatively a, like a minor character, but fucking Boba Fett was a minor character, and they're talking about making a movie out of that guy. So, uh, yeah, over time, achieved the character achieves a, a certain level of cult status, of course. Um, so it looks like we're all looking forward to to the next Star Wars movie. At least it looks like they're going in a good direction with the cast. The cast is just super, super talented. So, 
Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm totally looking forward to that. Um, uh, let's see here. Joe, uh, Joe Quesada from Marvel uh, did an interview with, uh, I want to say it was Screen Rant, I think, that did the interview. Uh, and uh, he talked about uh, the tonality of the new Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, and he also made a confirmation that I don't think anybody was necessarily questioning, but he just made it official that, yes, all the Netflix series are going to be tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they all exist within the same universe. And more than likely, stuff that happens on uh, those Netflix shows will probably affect the MCU in some form or fashion. Well, and I, I think also those shows end with a Defenders movie where they take each one of those characters and put them together in the Defenders team, uh, and that movie would be part of Phase 3. Uh, yeah, and he also mentioned when talking about the tonality, he he referred to it as uh, like street level noir, basically. Yeah. Like they haven't done they haven't done Marvel from the street level per se. So, so the Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I th- uh, well, according to according to Quesada, he says this is this is not like us doing Batman, Dark Knight, or any of that stuff. This is Marvel doing street level superheroes. Yeah, so that means it'll be good. <laughs> I, look, I like the I like those first couple of Batman movies. Uh, I did too, but man, compared to the MCU, just DC is. Yeah, well, I know those hard, Oscars man. just get in the way of everything. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you over all that box office. <laughs> they would. Oh, uh, it took a whole team to uh, beat Batman. Man, that's that's impressive. Yeah, but none of them died. <laughs> that's true. Or or took an eight year layoff. Uh, right. <laughs> oh come on, that. Uh, to, to be honest, that that Dark Knight Rises movie was was the least of the of the three for sure. No way, yeah. think like, that for real. Like far, oh, absolutely far and away. Yeah, there's like far eight, away. There's like eight bajillion. Uh, I want to say like center of the universe black hole sized holes in that film. <laughs> the Dark Knight, the, the, the it really for me, it really did peak with the Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I just yeah I. I'm I'm still trying to I'm still trying to to figure out how exactly uh, broken back Bruce Wayne managed to heal himself in enough time and with no money or resources get back to Gotham, which was also barricaded. Well, how but, about and, the, the cybernetic fucking knee braces he needed to get going in the first place? I mean, I but know he can people, fix his back with a piece of rope and you know some cement. I know people say he's Batman and that's like a cure-all answer for like any plot hole questions, but he didn't have any of his Batman shit to get back into the. The city, I don't know. It just, okay, now you say that, and you know you realize his house didn't get seized, so I'm sure there were other assets he had in the world that weren't completely seized by him. I mean, possibly. he's still, like, even if he is penniless, he still has a lot of connections. Oh, yeah. How does he way. get access to I mean, if you've ever, seen, you ever seen No Man's Land, he gets into the city through, a, like, a remote sewer line, so it's not like it could have been done. Well, I mean, that, yeah, and, I, I mean, they didn't even find his gigantic you know, bat wing that was just hidden under a blanket on top of a building. Right. So. And how did he have time to fucking <laughs> hose down the bridge with all that goddamn gel to set it on fire? That was a waste of time. If you tell, look, we're spending way too much time talking about the dark Knight rises, but for sure he spent, God damn it. Oh, because let's, it's not what Aaron wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just all agree that he did spend way too much time setting up that cool fire bat signal on the bridge. He really right. could have spent his time much more constructively. Uh, maybe helping out the citizens of the of the of the town, but um, the uh, the Asian market does this. I wonder if this happens with every movie or just because it's Godzilla that the Asian market got a specific trailer. Um, but it came I out, think it happens all the time. But just that Godzilla for that certain <laughs> region people makes are making more news the, for some reason. Yeah, they're making the connection. <laughs> Look, Japanese people got a Godzilla trailer. Let's show it. Um, it is the trailer really, was the best. It is really yeah, good. Yeah, it was, it was really awesome. good. It was really awesome. Uh, Godzilla fans all around the world I'm seeing are like, finally, this is the Godzilla movie we've been waiting for forever. Uh, and they're just begging them to wipe away the stain of the Matthew Broderick uh, Godzilla flick uh, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it looked it looked awesome. Is there anything else to add to this other than it looked really awesome? Nope. Um, I'm... All right, I'm not trying to shit the bed here, but okay. am I the only one who thinks it's weird that like they got this giant monster that's destroying everything, 
and their solution to get rid of that monster is another, another giant monster, monster to destroy everything. Well, Cody, this is this is American. This is American philosophy right here. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. The only way to stop a gigantic freak of nature monster is with a good guy gigantic freak of nature monster. So clearly, <laughs> well, not as bad. I mean, clearly he's not good. He is leveling cities. Oh yeah, I mean, but I mean, you got you know you got to give so a little did Superman. to get a little. <laughs> You've got to give a little to get a little, you guys. You know, uh, <laughs> time is money. Uh, if you want to beat the flying creature, you may have to sacrifice a small city or two or a large city. Or a metropolis. <laughs> I was going to say. Or it kind of looked like all of North America. Yeah. It, it, it really... <laughs> they don't show any town in that any trailer that looks to be <laughs> untouched. Like it was, it was standing. <laughs> I mean, well, we, we, we stopped it, but, you know, it, it cost us the majority of California. But it was stopped. Um, now, it's it's not Mothra. It's, um, gosh, what is Muto. it? Muto. Muto. Um, and um, from from things I'm, I'm seeing from people, they, they insist that there is uh, not one of these things, but two of these things. And they're just keeping, uh, keeping that under wraps. Like, whenever they've done that Correct. creature in the past, there's been two of them. Uh, so yeah, I, I just want to know because the way it sets up, it feels like they just got Godzilla in a cage somewhere, and they're like, the real threat is this Muto thing, and they're like, okay, he's like the Kraken. Yeah, they're just like, all right, let Godzilla out of its cage, and people are like, what the fuck? We had this thing. Bill Nye just butts out. <laughs> Kill Jack Sparrow. <laughs> it's like. Where have we been keeping this thing, and how did we get this thing? Well, does Brian Cranston get to say we're at least Godzilla, like when they unleash it? <laughs> there you go. Say my name. Release the Zilla. Um. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. It's kind of weird that they say like in the first trailer. Oh, they found it like 50 years ago, like with the French Polynesian bombings and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, you've been covering up. Really? They've been covering up a giant ass lizard for 50 years? Like that. That's worse than, say, in Area 51. You know, like, that's that's pretty bad. Like, I mean, that's. It, I mean, it could explain the Bermuda Triangle, perhaps, or, you know, you never know. I mean, they, they'll come up with some weird explanation to cover for all of this. And, it, it, like, <laughs> the fact that he's a sea monster. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Like, he doesn't really look like he's that efficient in water, like the way his body is. Right, he really you looks would... like his his gift. Maybe is... he's just like Jason Voorhees, where he just walks around on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Jason of sea monsters. Yeah, Correct. I mean, it, it really does appear by watching the trailers that his real gift is just uh, trudging through and destroying cities, like and breathing that's, fire, that's... whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. really it seems like what he was meant to do, not. <laughs> walk around in the Yeah, that's his wheelhouse. You don't want him to swim for you, but fucking shit up. He's definitely got that under control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's this? Uh, what's this uh, story about the uh, the Sinister Six movie lineup uh, that came out from from superhero hype? It sounds like they had put something in place to tease fans, and then it just got released early or something. What happened here? It, it, it's part of an app. Like in some Shazam app, where you, if you Shazam the song, it also sends the you know the end credits to your phone, and then you know that's how people were able to do the skin grabs of uh, or screen grabs rather of the Sinister Six. Like you could tell from the logos, it was Green Goblin, uh, Doc Ock, <clears throat> Rhino, Vulture, Craven the Hunter, and Mysterio. Like there's some people are kind of arguing uh, like the the smoky mask could have been Chameleon, but to me that's that's Mysterio all day with like the smoke coming through the mask in particular. I mean, I think Mysterio end up being the man in the shadows. It's just it's way too uh, tight, and it, it's been teased like way too much already. So, like, I, I'm in definitely the Mysterio campus for this. And I figured Mysterio was a, a better known villain as well. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. The uh, now, of course, uh, as soon as this leaked out, real quick, a lot of people were very quick to be like, "Well, well, well, well." Um, these are a possible six, and the lineup has not been officially uh, locked down for the movie yet. And right. These are possible. But my guess is that's probably the six they're going to go with. I, I Absolutely, it's going to be the six they're going with. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, Glenn, would would you replace anybody in that lineup? Well, the fact that the gentleman's going to be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he is. That's uh, that's who the, 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 you know, the guy that with the fedora yeah. is and all those in the Spider-Man 2. Yeah, in the in the the Oscorp vault or whatever that is. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, he's he's gonna turn out to be Mysterio. I mean, he his name's Fears. I mean, he's he's the gentleman. 
They're gonna change it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised because there's a lot of shit. They took a lot of liberties with this movie. Holy crap! Right. Yeah, I don't even want to see it. I, I'm just. I'm not excited for it at all. We'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, Aaron. And that's not even my complaint because I don't really know that much about Spider-Man lore. So whatever they took <laughs> liberties with didn't really bother me so much as some of the other things that really bothered me about that movie um cody do you have any thoughts on the the sinister six lineup is it a a a good lineup as lineups go for such things yeah i mean it's probably the all-star team as far as spider-man villains go minus like a handful uh like most notably venom right right it's just still pretty good lineup uh let me see here what else did we get um, oh yeah, Aaron. Uh, very rarely do we do we post about when somebody dies, but Bob Hoskins uh, died. The news came out back on the. Uh, on oh yeah, the what a bummer to start off the day that way. Yeah, that he was uh, he was he was awesome. Obviously, I think probably best known for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, at least in the United States. And Hook first, uh, me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's movie. Uh, that's one of the movies that sh- that sits on the shame so, uh, shelf that every once in a while you just you gotta watch. I've never seen it, not once. I've oh, never seen oh, it. Man, you should check it out. Do it now. <laughs> is it's it really great. that? Is it really that high on the so bad it's good list that I should? Oh yeah, it's right up there with Green Lantern, uh, the big hit. <laughs> Come on, the Green Lantern is not so bad. It's good. Troll two. <laughs> Robber. It's well, Bob Hoskins. He was what Australian or was he from the UK? I think he was. He was English. English. Yeah, he was English. Okay, so they've got an English guy, and John Leguizamo, who's some kind of Spanish. I'm not sure which flavor. Oh my god! The the email's going to come soaring in from some kind of Spanish. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, but they got those two guys. Which flavor of Spanish to me? I like that. Go ahead. But uh, they got those two guys to play two Italian plumbers. So that that should answer the question for you. He's excellent. Yeah, of course. I the 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 hilarious thing is is uh, Bob Hoskins is now being added to my gigantic list of actors that I did not know were British. So yeah, I, John Leguizamo is part Italian. Yeah, I um well with a name like Leguizamo, uh the uh yeah this this is one of those flavors. This is one of those things. Yeah, there's Cuban. It's Cuban flavored Glenn. Um. Second trailer for the uh, Teenage Mutant Baby Shreks came out. And, oh, uh, fucking hell. This time, okay, so here's here's my problem with this trailer. It's the I, same thing? It is the exact same thing until about the last 30 seconds where they show flashes of, of, of each turtle. Um, but that's about it. There's really not a lot of difference. It's slightly different footage. Uh, oh, they somehow made it worse. I can't believe, apparently, according to Glenn, these are one of the things when we posted on Facebook, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are one of the things that people view the most. And uh, shame on you. Well, <laughs> no, clearly they're, they're in the thinking with us. They want to shit on it at every opportunity. Oh, perhaps. They're like, hey, they should want to show all their friends and co-workers. Right. Like, Look at the crappy trailer they put out this time, guys. Um, Cody, does this do anything for your... Uh, uh, excitement! You a big fan of the turtles with uh, real moving human lips? You know, like turtles <laughs> have. Um. Yeah. This. I was excited about this at the beginning of the year, and all of this is just making me really, really scared. It still could be like we don't get to. The thing that worries me is that we've released two trailers, and in both trailers, uh, they have the same amount of dialogue, and it's pretty much the same exact dialogue which has me worried for the rest of the dialogue in this movie. I know you can't always judge a movie based on the trailer, but they have they have been so adamant on, you know, look at look at the effects, look at the turtles, look at the turtles, look at this, look at that, and you don't hear anybody say anything, and I'm petrified for the script. <laughs> what if they've put on screen for this movie? I'm terrified of what it's going and, and the way that they keep focusing on David Fincher, you always playing the shredder, like, you know, heroes are made. It's just... To me, it's creeping in more and more that the rumor we heard where they're going to be teenage kids who were turned into turtles is going to be true. I mean, uh, they've, got, they've got lips, man. They've got. They look I'm telling you, it's going to be something complete horseshit like that, and I we're think, all going to fucking fall for it. God, you know what? I I didn't make that connection, but people have been like, yeah, they look like giant green ugly babies. They yeah. don't really look like turtles, and holy mm-hmm. shit, that may be right. If that's right, oh my god, the backlash this movie will receive will be 
pulled yeah, me a, a torrent of shit and fire. As Michael Bay is jerking off to a seventy-five million, you know, opening weekend, and you know it'll tank from there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn, are you now more terrified of this movie than uh, than you may perhaps have been previously? I'd be really excited if David Fitchner really does have something to do with it instead of you know William Fitchner. Uh, it's William Fitchner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because uh, if David Fitcher was doing it, holy shit, this would be like rated R and probably one of the best movies ever. Because <laughs> I'd love to see him do something like this. I think he'd that'd be pretty awesome. But no, I mean, like you said, like I don't know how it's going to be. I'm going to say trash yeah. because it's Michael Bay. But there's nothing that's going to be any, any indication of it's going to be good or not. I mean, yeah, it may not look that great, but with the over-dependence of CGI and movies anyways, nothing really looks that great. all kind of looks fake. But, uh, I mean, it... I don't know. I mean, I, it's probably going to be crap. I'm still going to see it because it's it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's and it's within the genre. I'm sure all of us will probably end up seeing it at some point. But yeah, I'm uh, in a darkened theater like you know, a year from now, perhaps yes, in a and and literally in like one of the B theaters where movies go to die after they've failed at the box office or whatever, mm-hmm. where tickets are half the price and nobody's. You know, the popcorn's, you know, three days old. That sort I of might thing. just screen it in my garage just so it <laughs> feels shadier. Um, so well, you know, we know we're going to get a sequel. Because oh, that, that cartoon yeah. is on Nickelodeon or whatever. So every little yeah. fucking kid is going to want to go see this movie. Yeah. It's going to make a shitload of money. Yeah, it's going to do It's going to do big money for so sure. So their parents storm out 12 minutes in dragging the kids with them. This isn't the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I grew up with. <laughs> right. Yeah, if, if my kids like this movie, I'm going to beat them. <laughs> um, metaphorically, uh, rumor... yeah, yeah, just emotionally. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if that, I don't <laughs> at video games. Thank you, Glenn, for uh... <laughs> thanks for clearing that up so eloquently. Um, Beats his kids. He's a racist. Damn, Cody. <laughs> at video games, though, <laughs> only at video games. Um, let me see here. Uh, I don't know uh, how how much. Uh, Aaron, how much weight are you giving to this Lou Ferrigno interview he did on on the uh, on the YouTube's for Flicks in the City? Uh, basically, he uh, said uh, in this interview, we've got it up on the uh, on the Facebook page and on the website uh, that after Avengers: Age of Ultron, they're doing another Hulk movie. Yeah, he's been falling off of the mouth about this like ever since the the first Avengers came out, and just the more and more he keeps speaking about it, you know, I think there's definitely something to it. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to say, like, well, he's just the guy that they use for the voice of the Hulk, but on well, the other not hand... not for the voice, he just does the grunting and the yelling. Well, I thought he did the voice in, in the last Avengers movie. No, that that, that was Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I think he might have done the Hulk smash line uh, mm-hmm. from The Incredible Hulk, but I'm not too sure if that was him. Like, I, I know he does the grunting and the yelling. Um. So, yeah, here's the... Part of you wants to discredit it, but then again, we had Vin Diesel for months <laughs> on Facebook constantly just, like, hinting that I'm going to be in a Marvel movie, going to be in a Marvel movie, going to be in a Marvel movie, and we're constantly, like, not seeing anything about it. And then one day, yep, he's in a Marvel movie. They didn't even go out of their way to really announce it, really. It was just no, like... it was just always sort of understood. They're like, oh, and here's Vin Diesel. He's grouped. <laughs> and it's just like, what? He Really? He was That was true? Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, are you, uh, where, uh, where could they go with another Hulk movie, Aaron? I'm sure they've got plenty of room. Do they go with, uh, do they go with the leader, which they teach? They they could do the leader, they they could do something, uh, that it's kind of like the Indestructible Hulk, uh, comic book arc that just ended where, uh, you know, Banner essentially, uh, works for S.H.I.E.L.D. and they use the Hulk to clean up situations they can't handle, but in the meantime, they kind of turn her back towards Banner and he can do whatever he wants, like, science-wise. Like, he wants to do it, you know, make the Hulk good, so he's just kind of battling people like that. So it's, uh, the comic book arc has been good. It kind of tied into the new Inhumans take, which would work well for the movies, since we know that the MCU doesn't have mutants, the, you know, the Age of Miracles people will be Inhumans, so it'll be a nice way to tie everything all together, I think. Uh, Cody, where do you want to see a Hulk movie go? Um, wow. I'm not really familiar with, like, all the mythologies of the Hulk. Right. Same here. Um, I don't think it'll be anything like Planet Hulk. No no, no way. Way too difficult to do. Yeah. And probably way too big to do. 
uh, when they want to keep the uh, the focus on Avengers and stuff. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure, but um, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed the first one with Ed Norton in it, mm-hmm. and he was good in the Avengers. So I'd check out a, another Hulk movie. Uh, so Glenn, I, I think that leaves the uh, the all important question: um, Should there be more solo Hulk movies, or is he best served in the the team movies? I would say box office. If you look at their numbers, like yeah, they're not bad, but they're not <coughs> impressive. Right. They're not incredible. Um, so <laughs> nice pilot, oh, sir. I would wow. say. I mean, I know they got all the C <laughs> going for the you know with the Avengers and all that kind of stuff, and right. if they feel comfortable with an uh, you know another whack at it, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, you kind of hinted at with Vin Diesel. I think Lou Ferrigno is just trying to Vin Diesel his way into a picture. So I mean, it, it worked for him, and he you know <laughs> why not? You know, I'm big. They have you know, very similar sounding is, voices. Yeah, they could. My do hairline's it. going around. Oh, why not? <laughs> Maybe he I, could I, double I just, for him. I just don't know how, like, you know, tuned in or how much of an influence he really has. Like, he may just be saying it because he's not really doing anything and wants to make a Hulk movie. Well, at least I'll get paid for that cameo appearance I make. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it could happen. I don't. Either way, that I don't. For me, it does. I don't care. Um, and the uh, the last big piece uh, in a in a long week of casting news uh, was that uh, the the previous um, Doctor Matt Smith is joining the cast of the new Terminator trilogy. Oh which, God, yes! Uh, which piqued my interest immediately because I had not been paying much attention to what has been going on with the Terminator movie, and then once I finally looked into it, I, I was actually stunned at how. Uh, I mean, I can't say I'm, how good it sounds, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds excellent. Well, because originally, <clears throat> all I really heard was Schwarzenegger was going to be in it, right? And uh, that immediately set my interest meter to meh. Okay, I guess maybe. Um, and I didn't really pay much attention to it after that. And uh, then when I actually uh, looked that outside of being Schwarzenegger being in it, that they have uh, Alan Taylor for director. Uh, which, who did an uh, amazing job on uh, Thor 2. Uh, and uh, all of his episodes yeah, of Game of Thrones much. have been excellent. Um, and then that they, uh, then that I noticed they actually have uh, Amelia Clark, uh, Daenerys Targaryen herself from uh, Game of Thrones mm-hmm, as yep. uh, Sarah Connor. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> and uh, Jason Clark, whom I'm guessing is... Probably her brother in real life. I don't know. Um, or probably unrelated <laughs> entirely. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and they're adding uh, Matt Smith to the cast. Uh, and apparently... Jai uh, Courtney's going to be uh, hmm? Kyle Reese. I mean, that guy, phenomenal in, yeah. uh, in Spartacus. And then, you know, the latest uh, Die Hard film. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this... I really feel from the, from the rumors, they were, from what they've said so far about this movie, how Matt will have... A somewhat small role that will expand across the, the next two films. Yeah. I think he's he's going to end up being the villain of the piece. Like so, he'll be so something this, like, uh, like a puppet man, where he'll be in the background for the first film, maybe see him at the end, and then you know two and three, he's just yeah. going to be everywhere. Yeah. So is this Schwarzenegger essentially kind of being the the uh, the the Luke Han and Leia? Yeah, the Luke yeah. Han and Leia of this of this movie because they're talking about it like it's a. It's gonna be a trilogy, and we fucking guarantee it. Because every is. time they talk about it, they're like trilogy, 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 trilogy. Like yep. they really think they've got it locked down, or maybe they do. Maybe the studio's like, "We'll let you do three pictures, right. uh, regardless of how they do," which is never a, a, a smart sign from the get go. But the the casting is really good for this movie, and uh, and what yeah. we know about the story too, they're really gonna go back and retcon a lot of shit. Like they're essentially gonna ignore. Uh, the one with uh with Nick Stahl, uh from uh, from what I understand, and maybe even the one with uh with, with Christian Bale. They're gonna go back and fix a lot of stuff, and then continue it forward. We know Arnold's gonna be uh, an aged, you know, uh, Terminator. It's just that there's so much interesting uh stuff about this movie. All these components are coming together. It's it's gonna be amazing, or it'll be the biggest piece of shit that will hit the cinemas. <laughs> it could it could be either for sure. Um... Yeah, there's no middle ground with this one. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the uh, the Blu-ray releases real quick. Uh, from May the sixth, uh, there's a lot of old-timey TV shows that are getting the uh, the release on Blu-ray. Uh, but on the uh, on the top of that list, the Veronica Mars movie is hitting Blu-ray. The one that everybody uh, funded on uh, 
what was that? Where did they fund that movie at? That was a Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Kickstarter I think so. Yeah, and it's uh, it became reality and had a small run in the theaters and is now available on uh, Blu-ray in a couple of days. The animated DC feature, Son of Batman. Yes. Um. So what is it, what is this about? Is this based off of? I, I'm presuming these are all based off of a book, right? Um, it's based off of a story that they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's um, Deathstroke comes in and kills. Um, Ra's al Ghul. Damien's pissed off about it and wants to get revenge, but Talia kind of dumps Damien on Bruce's lap and wants him to take care of him. And it's like the adjustment period of Bruce finding out he's a dad and trying to control Damien, who's a trained killer. Yeah, and he's going to go try to get revenge, right? Yeah, he's going to try to get revenge on Deathstroke and right. uh, reclaim the League of Assassins. Uh, let me see what else we got. The uh, the 2013 uh, flick Mr. Jones is on Blu-ray uh, from Anchor Bay. Uh, the Ultimate Season 1 of I Love Lucy is on Blu-ray. So for all of you people wanting your I Love Lucy fix. Blu-ray, son! Jesus. Uh, and uh, the uh, classic 39-episode collection of The Honeymooners is on Blu-ray. I'm telling you, man. Who the fuck is buying this? Old, old people, sir. But who's working their Blu-ray players? I don't don't know. Um, The Bridges of Madison County. Um, That might be the one Clint Eastwood movie that most guys haven't seen. (laughs) Yeah, sure haven't. (laughs) Along with Meryl Streep. Uh, I have seen it, actually. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. The only thing I remember is, in the trailer, there's a lot of Clint Eastwood in a bathtub. (laughs) Yes. Oh, does he hang dog in that movie? Um, well, I mean, it's you know back in the day, so there's not a lot of dong to be seen. But okay. I'd like I'd like to think he did off camera for sure. Oh, uh, I think he did. And of I'm course, goddamn Josie Wales, I'm not covering up for nobody. And uh, and of course, the first complete season of the Andy Griffith Show is in Blu-ray. Um, this is normally where I'd plug the Amazon link, but with all these old people buying Blu-rays, I don't know if they know what Amazon is, but we'll give it a shot, everybody. It's, there's no way they're listening to this shit. <laughs> McGeekly.com uh, is where you go. Of course, we plugged uh, our good friends over at ThinkGeek earlier um, for all your geeky needs, but when it comes to all that uh, that other media and pretty much everything else under the sun, Amazon is the place to go, and we got a big Amazon button you can click, and it works just like the Think Geek thing does. It takes you to Amazon where you shop like normal, and Amazon sends us back 8 to 10% of the purchase to help keep the website up and running. Um, up oh, And speaking of up, up on the website this week, there's actually a few things that are up on the website from the last podcast, which is a nice change of pace from last week. Um... I, uh, I I finally finished playing Killzone Shadowfall for the PS4 and, and got the I think the first video game review up in uh, <laughs> in 2014. I, I think the last one was sometime late last year was the last um, game review. Uh, in short, it's pretty good. Aaron, I know you've got it. Is it still sitting in the plastic wrap? Oh yeah, sure is. Um, it's it's totally it's totally worth it's totally worth a play. It's it's not the the strongest story. Um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, but all the mechanics are great. Uh, the it's it's challenging. It looks gorgeous. Um, it's, there's just not much there story. It's it's um it's a it's like how I would imagine the Fast and Furious movies would be to play. If you can, it's kind of how, how I imagine you guys are going to describe Spider-Man Two. It's really beautiful, just no story. Um, no, I wouldn't even say that. Um, about Spider-Man Two or the game? About about Spider-Man Two. There's really not much of a story for Killzone at all. Um, like I said, it is ima- it is how I would imagine if you got to play a Fast and the Furious movie. That's how a Fast and the Furious movie. Fun to play, not a lot of story. Um, but it looks it looks fantastic, for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, we got not one but two reviews up for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. One from Stephanie, one from Glenn. Uh, and you guys both rated it the same. I've also checked it out. And uh, I think I probably would have gave it about the same score you guys did. Two and a half geeky glasses. Uh Glenn, why don't you talk about um, your thoughts on the movie? Uh, first, first, a... first, should we qualify this as 
Um, spoiler alert, giving people <laughs> oh, yeah, a quick yeah, chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> but it's not a spoiler alert for, for Cody and Aaron, whom I'm assuming already figured that Gwen Stacy was not making it to the credits of this film. I, like, I, I, I said that shit months ago. Right, so this, yeah. this is not a big spoiler. So yeah, I had a lot of people <laughs> mad at me when I sat down and said, well, as long as she dies, I may like the movie. And, uh, and when that happened, uh, and people walked out of the theater, because I was surrounded by people, yeah. they were like, why would you say that? I love Emma Stone so much. I'm like, yeah, well, I do too, but bitch is gonna die. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who um, did you go to the theater with? That seriously, like that. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, he's in Texas, you guys. Blaine, I want you to do one whole podcast just in that voice. <laughs> um, I, I, this movie made me angry. It, it, I very rarely do I get mad at a movie. Um, but it's, it's, it's in the same way where I get mad at my kids. I'm I'm only mad because I, I actually give a crap. Uh, and I, this, this movie, and it pretty much goes along the lines of what a lot of critics are saying about this movie, that there is a really good movie in here somewhere and they just got too happy with slathering shit all over top of it. Um, cause there, there really is, uh, for me, um, I think all you'd really need to do for me is do some slight tweaking to the Harry Osborn uh, Green Goblin story, um, some slight tweaking to what they do with Rhino, and then just completely remove Electro, and then you have a really good movie. Uh, that's all you've got to do. Just wow. completely or remove bit, Electro from the movie. Yeah, just completely Electro change the entire movie, and then you might have something. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he's not even like, yeah, he he's in it, but he is so, like, you're seeing there, and like every time they show him, it's like, He's not threatening, like, yeah, he's super powerful, but, like, I'm just like, dude, this guy really needs mental help. Like, there's, like, serious issues with oh, him. Oh, way before he I became I mean, like, electoral. not even, not even, like, like, not in a threatening way, like, something like, you know, Batman's villains where they're all crazy and stuff and they need help. But, like, yeah. this guy is, like, I feel bad for him because he's getting beat up by Spider-Man and it, and, but he, like, he is, he is a completely useless character outside of that. Um, when even when they have their fight, like I'm like, yeah, he's he's only gonna get his ass kicked. But I did love the dubstep that they were throwing in in those fight scenes with the Tesla coils. That was fucking clever. And yeah. it's Hans Zimmer, so of course it was good. Um, and then like, like you were saying with Harry Osborn, and like the the thing I always thought was cool was that they made that the fathers had issues and then the sons had issues. I really thought they could have built on that more. And right. not even like you said, little tweaks, like one more scene with Norman Osborn for me, would have been enough. Like, at least one more scene to set up the... I Like, they're trying to do, like... Uh, well, his head was floating at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> they were trying to do so much with not... Like, without saying it, like, the sit-down. Like, obviously, they have tension because he sent away to boarding school. And I think that takes a really good writer and a really good director who are on the same page to navigate that scene. And it just kind of felt lost. Like, yeah, you, you should have... You needed something in there to boost it. And, you know, we talked about all the reshoots they did and cutting out Mary Jane Watson completely. Yeah. Which I understand. Um, but there's a lot where it's just like, you just needed one more scene before a couple of scenes. And, yeah, the running time would have been like three hours long. But it yeah. probably would have been a much better movie because it just... And it wasn't even like so much, there were so many villains thrown in there because, like, the way they used Rhino and yeah, even I Green Goblin like... at the end, it wasn't like a Spider-Man 3 kind of thing. Cause uh, yeah, I did not... Guy. I did not feel overwhelmed by the number of villains. They were they were spaced out actually pretty well. Um yeah, for me the thing that the the thing that really bothered me the most was just I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I think some other people uh felt it as well was just that it felt so uh it the tone of the movie shifted like a, a shit ton. Yeah. Uh, let, let me let me first start by saying Andrew Garfield was I thought really good in this. Uh Emma Stone was really good. Uh, Sally Field was really good. Uh, that one scene she has, holy shit, man! Oh, that right, was where tough. she's right where she's explaining. You're my son. I was like, oh, oh man, oh god. <laughs> right where he was obsessed with his finding out about his parents, and she just took umbrage to that. Yeah, it was no, that was really good. Um, Dane DeHaan was, you know, uh, I would say pretty good considering the little they gave. He did not get a bunch, uh, yeah. but but he totally felt a lot like his character from Chronicle. Uh, in a lot of ways, actually. Said he was getting typecasted pretty he, early. Yeah. Um, 
And and I actually liked the subplot stuff with Peter's parents and all of that stuff. To me, that was uh, I, I enjoyed that. And for uh, you know, when you just focus on that stuff, it felt like some of the other Marvel movies to me. Um, uh, but then when they do the stuff with Electro, the stuff with Electro kind of ruined it for me because it felt like a complete different shift. It felt like you were going from you know 2014 Marvel movie to uh, you know to Batman Begins. And like Jim Carrey's Riddler character, where it's just like way super over the top, cheesy, sad sack, way over the top, cheesy, you know, cartoon villain. And the rest of the movie doesn't is, is not living in that world, but he's living in that world. And it just felt so, you know, really strange to me. Like it, just, it felt like he belonged in, you know, maybe the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, like is where that character is from, but not yeah. from the movie they were making here otherwise. Um, and the same thing a little bit with, you know, the Hobgoblin thing. I felt it like a little bit there, like it felt a, a little out of place, but not nearly as bad as Electro, which is why, I, you know, what I said, you know, a few tweaks or whatever. Um, oh, the thing at the end with the kid, really, I really hated that as well. Um, where they, uh, where, where Harry sets up the, the whole thing with uh, uh, getting the Sinister Six ready and the first guy they... They set up as Rhino, and they do this yeah. scene where Spider-Man is is emoing after. By the way, uh, we completely glossed over uh, Gwen Stacy's death. I don't know about you, Glenn, but uh, they, I thought they did that wonderful. I thought that was awesome. Oh yeah, it was. That was really. That was perfect. It's like a short. Like I don't mind short fight scenes if they're effective, mm-hmm. and this one kind of like it kind of felt rushed. Like once they threw Green, Go- Green Goblin in there, and on that fact, like. He is basically telling him, I'm Spider-Man and I won't give you my blood. Like, that is, like, that, to me, like, that was really ham-fisted in there. And, it, like, as soon as, whenever he shows up at the Love end, he's, ham-fisting. And, he, and he turns left and right and he's like, you, when you said it, you wouldn't give me your blood. And it's yeah, like, the, the oh, well, yeah, I oh, no shit. I, I mean, didn't like, I didn't like, well, I didn't was, like it, was the fight scene at least in slow motion? Oh, there is, there is. A so lot. much slow motion. A lot of slow um, motion. To, to me, to me, the it was best when they did it with the the uh, the Gwen Stacy death. I thought was when oh. the slow motion for me for when it worked its best. Um, because, oh, with the web and it's a hand. Oh yeah, man, that was yeah that was for pretty. me. For me, that was awesome as she's falling and he reaches out and shoots the web and you just see the web moving in slow motion and as it's stretching out, it looks like a hand reaching for her. And, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, you know, reach, grab, grab, grab. And then as soon as it grabs, she stops short and breaks her neck and dies. And Smacks just, her head on the concrete. And smacks her head on the concrete. Oh, man, it was awesome. So I mean, what happened to the goblin thing in the movie then? He gets Electra. thrown in jail. Yeah, he get, he just gets... They throw the green goblin in jail. Don't they put in Ravencroft or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Electro blows up. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, what? Because they, a battery, when you supercharge it, like... Like I said, the ham-fisting thing, there are so many, fo- like, it's not foreshadowing when you basically just say, hey, this is how you're going to fucking kill certain things. Yeah, that's- Is there any kind of a tease where, like, there's, like, a light pole that's, you know, arcing at one point to, to, to tease that he didn't die or anything? Oh, or? no, he's he's gone. He's, oh. he's dunsies. They, uh, yeah, but there's actually a whole scene where Peter's trying to figure out how to, how to protect his webbing from... Uh, from Electro, and there's literally about a two or three minute scene where they just show batteries constantly blowing up because they can't handle the the charge. And then later on, it's oh. like, oh, he's like a battery. If we overcharge him, we can explode him. Like I learned <laughs> earlier in the movie. Oh, in the in the Gwen Stacy, like constantly showing Dennis Leary just standing there in disapproval, and then <laughs> showing, and then like when he types in Roosevelt, the first thing that pops up is the trolley. Yeah. Um, from the comics, and it's just like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I know she's gonna die like the first five minutes mm-hmm. of the movie starting, and her speech. I mean, it's oh, did so she big... die that soon into the movie? Oh no, no, she dies at the end. But I'm saying like, oh. there's so many things like they're foreshadowing it. The movie happy. where you're like, and it's it's just like, oh yeah, she's gonna die. I get the point. And they just keep bringing up things like, okay, yeah, he's gonna fucking blow up. I figured that. And they're just like, just they keep doing little things like that where it's just it's not foreshadowing. You're just telling me the ending. Yeah. Um, it was, um, you call that foreskinning. <laughs> no, it was, uh, there was, a, uh, but there was, I think you would agree with me, Glenn. There's a lot of good in there and it just oh, gets yeah. obscured by the, I mean, uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are awesome together in pretty much all of their scenes. 
Um, probably because they're at, at the time, I'm sure, boning in real life. So I'm sure that really helps. Which, well, uh, which they are. They called it a, a, yeah. a 500 Days of Summer remake. Yeah, it it, it kind of is. Uh, they're like the music they use for it. It's almost spot on. I mean, it, it is like 500 Days of Summer when they're together. Um, but it, it, like like I think I said in the review, like there are so many good moments in this movie. And yeah, movies are kind of defined by those moments, but when you put all those moments together, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just, it's a really poor narrative. Yeah, um, it was, uh, yeah, like I said, it just made it just made me angry, because it, uh, I, I kept watching, I kept seeing things, I'm like, oh, that was such a good scene, that was so good, that was so good, and then it was, you know, uh, it, it was like the Honest, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Honest trailer for <laughs> Pacific, trailers. for, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the one for Pacific Rim. Um, Pacific Rim is stupid, but in a good way, and this was just stupid in a bad way, because it was like, oh, that's so awesome, oh, that's so awesome, oh, that's so stupid, oh, that's so stupid. You just get, like, a lot of that with this movie, and it wasn't like, uh, Pacific Rim stupid, where they have a giant, uh, they have a giant metal hand punching through a building, and then it just stops short of one of those, like, uh, one of those, like, fucking ball things or whatever, where it just barely nicks it enough to get get it started. Yeah, I mean, that's dumb. But not dumb like this. Like that's that's the that's the kind of dumb that doesn't hurt the movie. Uh, the the kind of dumb stuff they did here just yeah, it 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 didn't it didn't work. But um, you know it it's gonna make a ton of money as as I'm about to talk about. Uh, but yeah, I I would recommend you see it uh, just because there is stuff worth seeing in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And and maybe now that we've already blasted it to the ground, you'll watch and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, because that happens a lot when we when we blast a movie and you rewatch it and you're like, well, I guess it wasn't that bad. Um, but for me, I don't know, it was pretty rough. Uh, the box office, uh, the top five. Here we go. Rio two was number five uh, at seven point six million. Was there a slight woo there? What happened? Was somebody cheering I don't know for what Rio? The hell that was. I thought. I oh, sorry. Like a... No, Rio gives me P- uh, PTSD. I, I yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Glenn. Heard... The first there was like a mini Ric Flair somewhere in the background. I was like, what the no, fuck? Yeah, that that first movie. Oh, oh my god. I, well, we can talk about it later, um, sometime because God, that was. Uh, I, I, yeah, we'll go. Uh, number four is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, uh, which fell two spots. Uh, it was at number two last week. It's uh, it did seven point seven million. Uh, the number three movie must be for real, Aaron. Because it beat Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Heaven is for Real held on to number three at eight point seven million. Jesus. Uh, the number one movie last week, The Other Woman, uh, fell to number two and did fourteen point two million. And uh, The Amazing Spider-Man Two is projected to open at ninety-two million this weekend. Uh, so that pulled in a big weekend. However, it's definitely less than what they expected, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for 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 contrast, Captain America: The Winter Soldier did ninety-five million. On its opening weekend, but here's something that will really sober everybody up. Uh, <laughs> I can't even believe this, but um, the uh, the uh, Spider-Man Three opened to 114 million dollars. Jesus. Uh, Spider-Man Two more rightfully opened to 151 million, but I, I'm just my mind is blown knowing that Spider-Man Three opened. Maybe people just didn't know what they were walking into. They're like Venom. Oh no! Pretty much, pretty Dude, much. Like you look, I look back at that year, and I saw Spider-Man three, and then the next weekend I saw Pirates of the Caribbean at the World's End. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Those are like talk about two box office pieces of crap that came out back to back. I'll tell you what, though, at World's End was far superior to Spider-Man three in most regards. I don't know. It was kind of like watching number two because you saw the same two boats fight again. That's when true. they had that giant boat with three levels of cannons on each side, like that's true, and it didn't do anything besides get destroyed. That's true. Yeah, um, but come on, man, Tobey Maguire with the dancing and the bangs. Oh, I mean, they're both. I mean, we're we're, we're comparing crap yeah. to crap. I mean, yeah. it's and not Topher fucking Grace. <laughs> come on, what was so bad about Topher Grace in that movie? I mean, I can oh. say the same thing about Orlando Bloom. Well, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Let's not. Let, the less we talk about Legolas, the better. Um, and by <laughs> the way, unless he's only Legolas, then it's fine. And by the way, Aaron, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Cody, you haven't seen the movie yet. I'm presuming you're going to eventually end up seeing the Spider-Man flick. 
but and I haven't read the books, so I don't know a whole bunch about the Electro character. But I was seeing a lot of Electro in this movie, and every time I was, especially a couple of scenes, all I could think about was Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Like, there's a scene where he literally like kind of dissipates and then reappears floating. And it felt very Dr. Manhattan-y to me, except, uh, except Electro apparently has the ability to create electric clothing as well, as he was able to reappear with shorts on. Yeah. yeah. He definitely looks like Dr. Manhattan from the movie, yeah. There's not much difference other than the face, really, and the fucking the symbol he has on his forehead. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the, he doesn't hydrogen. Have, doesn't have the hydrogen symbol. Um, and he doesn't kill people nearly as cool. That's for sure. Just, he kind of just... Just do it. God, oh. I like. I love the ending. Is that what he, he fucking said? Him. No, God, he didn't do it. No, no, I'm talking about Rorschach. Whenever yeah, he, that's what Rorschach. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were saying Electro said that in Spider-Man Two. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Gonna live in a world of darkness, a world without Spider-Man. Oh, he did say that, oh. and in that exact oh. reflection as well. I mean, oh. Jamie Foxx is good in the movie. It's like you said about Harry Osborn. Him and Dainty Han are just given really bad roles. Yeah, Jamie Foxx tries really hard. You can see he's trying very hard. But it's just so... I mean, I don't don't know. Did you feel like it... I mean, it felt like a throwback to the... At the very best, the Raimi characters. But at the very worst, it felt like a throwback to, you know, 1990s comic book movies. Especially, like, the beginning part. Which I I actually enjoyed, like, the beginning sequence. Like, it really wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be. It was kind of fun. Oh, the, but, stuff uh, with the, the stuff with his parents and how they get killed? No, no. Well, not not the shaky cam with Guy Ritchie quick cuts that I almost threw up in. <laughs> I like um, that, personally, but that's me. I mean, I, I, I like those not together, because holy crap, that was... That was... That shaky cam, and then, like, cut, 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 cut. It's kind of like... Uh, we can, I'll, I'm going to write a blog about it anyways. Um, but, uh... <laughs> no, like, the with Rhino and the, the chase sequence, like, that wasn't... As bad as I thought. Oh, it. right, right, right. Where he does the juggling and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like as a whole, I'm like, okay, I get this. Like it. Yeah. Watching it, it, it all in context, it was <laughs> it was not as bad for sure. Um, and then compared with the rest of the movie, it was definitely not nearly as bad as I was hoping. I it feels like we're shitting on this movie so much, and I feel like I shouldn't because there was really a lot of good shit in there, but almost all of it was character moments and stuff where he's not Spider Man, he's Peter Parker, and he's talking with Gwen, or he's talking with Aunt May, or um, even the one scene where he is Spider-Man, but it's, you know, him and Harry Osborn and they're having that talk mm-hmm. where he has to tell him he can't have his blood. Even that was all, that was all good. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what it was, man. Um, it, it, it didn't even feel to me like they were spending a lot of time saying, oh, get ready for a Sinister Six movie. They were building for it, but it didn't feel like they spent the yeah, whole time. Yeah, it was just really like all at the end and Harry's, you know. So the, let me ask you question. Six. Uh, Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy. Parker just doesn't kill Green Goblin, just arrests him, essentially. The citizen's uh, arrest. Well, like, they don't really show it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, in The Dark Knight where he says, drop her, you know, the jo- and to the Joker, and he goes and he saves Maggie Gyllenhaal's right. awful, disgusting face. And, <laughs> and you kind of realize, like, yeah, hey, yeah. he kind of left all those people with Joker in the room, but yeah. that's not what the scene, that's not what the scene's about. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that where it's just like, oh, I guess he just arrested him. Because when it happens, like like you said, it's the best moment is whenever it's slow motion. And you're just like, because I bet that moment had to be so slow for him trying to get her, right. you know, even in his head. So like when he gets her, he's just like Gwen, to me, yeah. Gwen, Gwen, and then blood comes out of her nose, and then she just like breaks down, and then it goes oh, yeah, through great. four seasons of him mourning in front of her grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do. And, like, and, and, and you just find out that time Goblin's been arrested. Well, they like they the gentleman comes to him at Ravencroft, right? But they don't like, show Spider-Man like hunting him down. I mean, like how the fuck? Oh, yeah. How does he? How does he end up there? They never show that, of course. What a bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah, that that's not that's not particularly good. And then, of course, the uh, the end, which I've taken a long way to get around to to discussing about how much I dislike this. Um, it's it's Rhino rampaging. By the way, I thought the suit looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhino is rampaging, shooting at cops. And um, there, there's and it a, stops when there's a kid, and it stops, and there's a and there's a little kid from earlier in the movie that Spider-Man stops from bullying, which is actually kind of a cute scene. And he's like, "Come on, I'll walk you home." And he starts just walking with the little kid and starts talking to him about shit or whatever. Um, and that was that, yeah, that was that was cute or whatever. But 
Um, the kid is, of course, at the end of the movie and is in a Spider-Man costume because Spider-Man's his hero, but Spider-Man hasn't been seen for five months. So he escapes from his mom behind this police barricade and nobody tries to really stop this kid from running into the, not only the line of fire, but in front of this man in a gigantic uh, mechanized suit. And the kid just stands there and Rhino's like mocking him and he puts on the Spider-Man mask. And then, of course, Spider-Man miraculously appears behind him to, you know, keep him from harm's way and then fight Rhino. And then the, and the Rhino doesn't attack him. And it like it, he talks to the kid for like 45 seconds. Like, right. I know you're a bad guy. I know, you know, God forbid we kill children in movies. But if I was a bad guy and he's like this cold blooded killer, dude, that's when you strike. I'm sorry. Like, so wait, the, the movie ends with him fighting Rhino. It doesn't end with him. Yeah. Not, when. You've seen you've seen the shot. You've seen the shots where he's. Uh, dodging all the, yeah, the manhole cover and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that yeah. is literally the last shot. The manhole cover swings essentially. That's how over the movie the ends. Is yeah, that? yeah, it swings over the screen with him fighting uh, Rhino and then goes to credits oh, or whatever. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> um, and and again, it hurts, man. I'm telling you, it hurts because the Gwen Stacy stuff was excellent. I thought it was. Well, how, really how about good. the mid credits and post credit stuff? What'd you guys think of that? Oh, the mid credit that had nothing to do with Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, the, the X-Men thing. And then At I least it wasn't blurry this time. Um, yeah, it was still no good, though, and I didn't even stick around <laughs> for the post-credits. What was the post-credits scene? Uh, uh, it was uh, distributed by Sony Pictures and Columbia Pictures. There was no post-credits scene, okay. <laughs> that was, that's all that happened. No, was, there, was there at least a wow. good Stan Lee cameo? Uh, his cameo was kind of lame. Yeah, it was not his best cameo. Like, it they was, show uh, him, and he's just at the graduation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield is arriving late at the beginning of the movie. For By the way, that's another nitpick people had. Uh, Emma Stone was in a movie where she was in high school that I barely bought, and that was four years ago. Is that super bad, by any chance? It was uh, Easy A. Easy A. It's oh, a good movie, right. actually. Easy A is a very good movie. Yeah, I loved it, and she's awesome in it. But I barely – I let it slide. But that was four years ago. This is now four years later. This is a whole nother term of somebody going through actual high school later. And I'm not buying that this 30-year-old woman is graduating from high school just now. And, and she's, it, like, making probably pretty damn good money at Oscorp. Like, yeah. she doesn't even – In high school? Well <laughs> – She's Maybe an she's... intern in high school, and then she's graduated. Like I don't ever really say like how much time has passed. Oh, I'm so she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to go to college. She can just go to work and fucking. <laughs> well, she's gonna go to Oxford. Oh my god! I think it's been like a year. I think it's a year that passes like in the movie of her yeah, going to Oxford because you have to be in college for like a year or something to be up for it. Yeah, yeah. The um. Uh. So yeah, that was. But the scene. The Fuck. scene. In, the scene in question is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where Spider-Man is trying to save that plutonium that Rhino is stealing from Oscorp, and you get all the juggling and all that stuff. And then he gets to the uh, the thing, they, he gets to the graduation ceremony just before his name is called, of course. And uh, when he gets there, he's in such a hurry to change out that when he walks out, he's wearing his cap and his gown, but he's still wearing his Spider-Man mask. And uh, Stan Lee's uh, cameo is, hey, I think I know that guy. Yeah, when they say Peter Parker. Yeah, that's the... Uh, uh. That's the cameo. It is not. It is not one of oh. Stan Lee's better cameos. You know, I, I'm really. I'm. I'm gonna have to wait a long time before I see this fucking movie. Uh, do you guys have it before we leave? Do you guys have a favorite Stan Lee cameo in a in a in a Marvel in a Marvel movie? Um, mine would be a tie, and one of them isn't a movie. Um, is one of favorite, them? Oh, go ahead, continue. My favorite movie one is just uh, that just happened in Captain America too. I thought that was great yeah um yeah and he's also in a cameo in marvel ultimate alliance 2 and he plays a senator in the video game which i thought was really neat oh really yeah he's in the lake he's in the lego game too and you have to constantly save him and it's awesome (laughs) yeah uh aaron do you have a favorite stan lee cameo or are they kind of just obligatory at this point and they're not you know they're neither here nor there uh, it's a tie between the first Thor and the first Captain America. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, when he was that general, and he was like, I thought he'd be taller than <laughs> Captain America. Then in Thor, he was the old man with a pickup trying to drag Mjolnir off of the rock, and he broke his truck. Yeah. Did it work? That, yeah. That was one, yeah, that was one of my favorites. Love uh, that guy. Uh, for, for me, um, I don't know. I, I kind of like the... I still get it, even though he doesn't have lines in them, I, I always got a kick out of the first couple of Iron Man movies where he's like, mistaken for Hugh Hefner and mistaken for Larry King. 
Oh yeah. Uh, or the one in the <laughs> Avengers where he's quoted as like, you know, superheroes in New York. You know, it's like, get out of here. That's stupid. Right. Um, you know, that, it's, it's all cute stuff. Glenn, do you have a, a Stanley cameo that you enjoy? I really like the Incredible Hulk one. I just thought it was kind of funny that they. He's the reason why they found out where the Hulk is with him dying from his blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, the right. fizzy soda. <laughs> that's yeah. right. The pop. I just, yeah, I just enjoyed it so much because it's just like, he just opens up the fridge, drinks it, and falls back. Like, I just. That's excellent. Right. To me, I, I pictured it like that episode from the old TV show where the, there was that second old man Hulk. Right. Like, I pictured right. him starting to Hulk out, and that's how the army oh, found him. The Simpsons, that, that's a good Stanley cameo, the Simpsons one. <laughs> and, and I do like him. I, I think it's Fantastic Four 2. I try to block out the movie, but where he's trying to get in the wedding, they won't let him in. Like, I kind of oh, like yeah. that one. Does, does his appearance in Mallrats count? <laughs> I should say so. That's I a, loved, his scene in Mallrats is really good. I loved him in Mallrats. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. We, we really managed to jam-pack this episode full of content this week. Not a whole lot of filler. That's, uh, that's yeah. a plus. We can't say that for every week for sure. Apparently we should skip Spider-Man 2 if we haven't, you haven't fucking seen it yet. <laughs> no, we only talked about it for 25 minutes. Watch yeah, it but it was 24 minutes of negativity. I don't, I don't know if I want to go see this thing. Watch it, watch it sporadically when it doesn't sound like there's an action scene or something involving Max Dillon, uh, a.k.a. Electro. You know, then watch. Watch and listen. That's probably pretty good. If it's involving anything else, just, you don't have to. Oh, his elevator scene with Gwen was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, I guess it's not all bad. Fine. We can find a silver lining even in even Or in even, the like, in his apartment. I mean, it was cool. It just like I said, like I felt bad for the guy. Like he really needed help, not not fists. Yeah. He needed a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Someone all, to talk all, to. Yeah. Also, I kind of hated how ridiculously cliche the character is. Like he's a <laughs> he's a crazy loner uh, guy who literally knows everything about electricity in the city and becomes uh, a supervillain oh. that is made out of electricity. I mean, I'm sure that happens all the fucking time. In and B J Novak. Him as Alistar Smythe. That was awesome. Wait, he he was in this? I didn't... Yeah, BJ Novak. He's the one that, like, makes Electro go back in how he becomes Electro. Um, uh, He's his boss, and he's Alistar Smith. And I was like... I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, he's bullying him. Because he kept saying Smith. I'm like, that's not right. And then I heard him say Smythe, and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm just like, that awesome, awesome. Now he's going to get crippled. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i i didn't even recognize him yeah i didn't i didn't even recognize him we talked about him being in the cast uh just last fucking week too didn't even recognize him um all right so for everything we talked about this week all on the website literally this time all on the website we brought back geek news uh and plastered it um so this way we have one centralized location if you don't want to constantly scan through the facebook page um, i'm going to try to keep that geek news up every single week uh posted uh under aaron's name uh, of course, because he ends up digging up most of the news, although uh, Cody's found some stuff and Glenn's found some stuff and I've also found some stuff. But I, we, pile it, we pile it all in there, so there's one central location uh, for the Geek News of the Week, and you can find it all on there. Uh, Cinema Geekly is where you want to head, and of course, all the social networks, uh, literally almost all of them now, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram. We're on all of them, everybody, at Cinema Geekly. And, of course, the, the mailbag is where you can send in your, your love and your hate and your inquiries and uh, anything else you want to you wanna throw our way. Info at cinemageekly.com is the, the email address, of course. And don't forget to click that Think Geek banner, everybody. Even, even the tiny little clicks you do, Ernest Pennies. Uh, no shit, everybody. It, it, uh, it all helps. So uh, appreciative we all are. Uh, see, I fit in a Yoda thing there. On, on May the 4th. Isn't that good? <laughs> Ham fisted it right in there, everybody. I think uh, that works. It works. It works for me. Mm. I'm uh, you, <laughs> machete order. You got to do it. Uh, for Aaron DeLosa, Cody Kelly, and Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will see you next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast Revenge of the Fifth.